We've had a series going for some time, not just every Wednesday, but you know, many months ago we started a series on healing called God Wants You Well, and we've just uh, we've had some other things sprinkled in, but we've hit that from time to time. And you know, if you were to listen to all the messages, you know, then you know they, they don't have the interruptions in there. That that will be one after another, um, building on one another. And so, if you missed earlier ones, that's okay because we've we've covered a number of things. We'll um, pick up where we are now and um, just recap a little bit about where we've been. But we're just going to um, cover that. It's good uh, to meditate on these things and get a hold of these things and, you know, to, to get these things in us. Just the Word of God brings life. It is life. And when we, when we bring it into ourselves, when we uh, intake it, then it, it, it changes our life and it nourishes us spiritually. So let's look at Third John 2. We, we were talking last time um, about receiving healing by faith. We'll go ahead and read the scripture while they have it up. It says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health. So it's God's will that we prosper. And we've talked about different facets of uh, that. We've talked about the fact that it is God's will. It's God's will. We need to understand that it's God's will for us to be healthy and whole because there's a lot of religious teaching that somehow you don't ever know. You don't know if it's God's will. He may want, you know, you're the one that he wants sick, and that'll destroy any kind of faith. If, you, if you're not sure that it's his will, that he actually wants you well, then you, you can't be solid and you can't stand in the face of circumstance and, and symptoms. So we talked a lot about that. and We, we went through um, different facets of, of healing. We talked about you know, that it's part of the atonement, what Jesus did, um, his stripes, it paid for us to be well and healthy, and we, we focused on that, and we've, we talked about it being uh, that, that uh, we're redeemed from the curse of the law, so sickness is a curse of the law, but we've been redeemed from it, we were talking about redemption on Sunday, we've been redeemed from it, that means we've been set free. So Jesus has paid for us to be redeemed from the curse of the law. We've talked about these things, and we, were talk, we, we started last time we covered this on receiving healing by faith. And so we're going to pick up there and uh, you know, move forward. We're not going to reiterate everything we, we talked about last time, but we'll kind of fly over it and then go into some more scriptures. Um, let's read uh, 3 John 2 in the NIV. It says, Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you even as your soul is getting along well. I, I pray that you may enjoy good health. Enjoy good, I like the way that says it, because, you know, it, good health is something to be enjoyed. You know, you ever been sick, and then you got over it, and then you're just, oh, thank God, it's like I'm back to normal. You know, you just, you don't, re- you, you, something you can take for granted, that it's just everything that is fine, and then you get over something, you're like, oh. You got to hold on to that. You got to keep that stirred up. That thank it's something to be enjoyed. That we have good health, and that we need to know that it's God's uh, will for us. Just like it says here, this is um, John writing to a friend, saying, I, "I pray that you may enjoy good health, and that may all may go well with you." Well, if we want that for our friends and relatives and loved ones, how much more God? If we really believe God's a good God, and He loves us, then He wants you well. It's that simple. I mean, if that's just the way you would approach somebody else, God is not weird that way. You know, if, if, if you were a friend with somebody or loved one and, and they wanted you sick, 
you would think twice about what they really, their motives or intentions or where their head state was, right? That's just not normal. You don't call those friends or, you know, I mean, you might call them something else, but I don't know about friends if, if, if people are talking like, well, people receive that about God, though. They don't, they're not sure, and we need to be sure. And so we need to know that he wants us to be well. Let's look at John 10.10. 10. These are some scriptures that, you know, we kind of use as a springboard to move along through this series. Verse 10 says, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. So the thief comes. Well, the devil's a thief, certainly. This could be applied different ways, but of course, Satan is a thief, and he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So he doesn't want you well. But this is Jesus speaking. He said, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So that's why Jesus came, is that we would have life and have it more abundantly. So that includes our, our bodies. He wants us to be well. It's just, this is the machine, you know, may not, it's not mechanical, but it is a very high-tech, advanced, organic machine that we live in, our bodies. It, that's all it is. It's a mechanism for us to get around. It's not you. You're the one on the inside. In other words, when you, we say when somebody dies, uh, you know, on the earth, what, what people are talking about is your body goes you know, we bury your body, but you're very much alive. You. Your body, it's like, you know, your car needs to be replaced and, you know, goes to the junkyard. Let's say you held onto it for a really long time, ran into the ground. Well, just because you were driving the car around and then it goes to the junkyard doesn't mean you're going to the junkyard. Your, your car went to the junk. You were driving the car. You're still alive. Well, that's the same. That's literally... Our body is just a machine. It's not, you know, you're driving your car, but you're actually then in the car, you're driving your body. The you is going around. It's a spirit being. And when your body, when we say somebody dies, their body goes asleep, the, the, the spirit slips out of that body like a hand would slip out of a glove. See, our spirit is what's articulating our body right now. And that's why when you see somebody, they die, it, their, their body is not being animated by their spirit. Their spirit's no longer there. But they're alive because you're going to live forever. That's a good thought. If you just think, from now on, I'm going to be around. I'm going to be around from here on. I'm always going to be around. Well, that'll put, you, put things in perspective. I will always be around. Now, you know, if we're not a Christian, where you're going to spend eternity is a big deal. Okay, so number one, we want to be a Christian. Well, number two, anything that's happening on this earth, we don't have to, we can look at it rightly. And so with our body, we can look at it, look, if there's a problem with my body, yes, we can say there's a problem with us, but really it's a problem with our earth suit, what we're getting around in. So if we put that in context saying, you know what, Jesus paid so my, my body, my earth suit can be healthy, in other words, can work properly. Just like you want your car working properly, you want your body working properly, and God has a way to do that, and he's made payment for it. And that's, that's as simple as that. It, you don't, don't get religious about it. Well, God has a reason why your, your body wouldn't want to work. You know, people are, he's teaching you something. Well, does he teach you something about your car not working? Does that help you? No. If, if you go out to start your car and it doesn't start, it means you're going to be late for work or an appointment. Or, I mean, it, that's, that's not helpful. Well, if God has ordained us to do his work on the earth and then our body doesn't work, he's not the one crippling our body. 
so that we can't do the work that he called us to do. That'd be like somebody sabotaging your car. God's not going to be like, oh, I want you to get out and spread the gospel, but, you know, I'm going to slash your tires. (laughs) That's stupid. But if you think about it, people in religious circles have been taught somehow God, you never know. He He may be against you. He may want you to be sick. It doesn't help anything. You can learn any lesson you can learn while sick. You can learn way better when you're healthy. It's not a problem. Sometimes people hit a brick wall. They get sick and they hit a wall and they're in the hospital and they come to the point where they can't do anything else. And then they come to God and they're like, God. And they see things. The sickness didn't cause that. They could have done that when they're healthy. They could have slowed down and said, you know what, this is stupid, and made the time for God. God's not orchestrating sickness to put people in a position where he'll turn. They'll turn to him. The sickness wasn't the cause. It might have, people might have bumped up against something where they can't move, so now they don't have any room to do anything else. And they're like, hmm, I better think about, or you know, they just have time to think about their life, and they come to some conclusion. God didn't, doesn't need that to happen if we'll judge ourselves and realize, you know, really I'm not in a good place. I need to be closer. We could avoid so much. So God doesn't need you to hit a brick wall before things go right. He came so that we would have life and we would have it more abundantly. Now let's just look briefly, because if you go back and listen to the last message, I know it's been a while. I'm just going to fly over this. I don't want to repeat everything we had, because then when you listen... You know, it's just kind of like we're repeating that whole last message in the series. But I want to you know, talk about what, what we talked about last time and then go forward. Mark 11, verse 22. We talked, you know, we're talking about receiving healing by faith. There are a number of ways to receive healing. Um, you know, you, by the laying on of hands, by anointing with oil, prayer of agreement. All those involve faith, but you can receive just on your own by faith initiating healing from God, believing his word without anybody laying hands on you. There's nothing wrong with laying on hands. Without anybody agreeing with you. Again, all those are involved with, uh, have faith involved, and everything we're saying here will apply to some degree. But the, the best way, highest way, is just to come to God and believe his word and receive. But God has made it so that wherever we are in the spectrum, of faith, there's a way that you can believe God and have, and be healed. You know, you have somebody agree with you. You can have somebody lay hands on you, or there, you know, there could be an, a healing anointing that you have hands laid on. You can be anointed with oil. Um, there, there's nothing wrong with having medical procedures. You got to be led on what you do and don't do. But you know, if if our faith is that. I, and it bears witness, I need to have this medical procedure or this surgery. There's nothing wrong with that. And surely the Bible doesn't speak against that. What would be wrong is if you knew specifically you weren't supposed to do something and you did it. That's the same with any area. But God is not against medicine. Medicine, thank God, many people would be not with us anymore if it weren't for uh, medical science. And so we certainly don't preach that. The Bible doesn't, uh, is not against medical science. Medical science is a helps ministry to God. It, it can help you uh, stay healthy. And, there, you know, there's things that, that we, we need, but, um, you know, just that are, that are uh, just natural wisdom. You want to take care of yourself. You, you want to know things are working properly. But don't get caught up on... Um, well, it just can't, I, can't, I can't use medicine. It's, it's either or. No, it's both. No matter what you do, you believe God. If you're going to go to the doctor, you believe God going to the doctor. 
Okay, you, you, you walk in faith no matter what we do. Mark 11, verse 22 says, So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain be removed and be cast in the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, uh, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe you receive them and you will have them. So this is Jesus uh, speaking. Um, verse 22 says, have, he says to his, to his disciples, have faith in God. Then verse 23, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. So what we say, you believe in your heart, you can speak with your mouth, that's one way to activate faith. Whatever, faith has to be activated, it has to be acted on, and, and uh, one way to act is by speaking it. By what you say is your faith speaking. Verse 24 says, uh, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So you can believe, you can pray. And believe you receive certain things. And then it says you'll have, have them. So notice in both instances, you believe or you say, and then you'll have. So that's, that's walking by faith. That's how faith is activated, is that you believe something in your heart, and then you receive uh, what God has done, and you declare it done before you see it show up. And so that is walking by faith. That is how we... Uh, that is what we do, is that we believe something before we have it. And then, you, then it shows up. Now, what do you believe? You believe God's Word. Let's look at 1 John 5.14 real quick. First John 5.14 says, Now this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if, any, if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. If we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Verse 15, And if we know that He hears us, Whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. So if you go back to verse 14, this is the confidence we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will. Now we covered some of this and we're just going to cover it briefly. Anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know we have the petitions we have asked of him. So it's what he has said that we're believing, and we ask according to what he has said. What is his will? How do you know what his will is? It's what God has said in his word. So you need to know what God has said. When we talk about receiving anything by faith, we're talking about knowing what God has said, believing what he said, ask, acting on what he said before we see it. We're saying in our heart, we receive it. We believe it. And so healing falls into this category of believing um, what God has said concerning health and wholeness, getting that into us, knowing it, and then getting it to where we believe it. We believe it more than what we see or what we feel, and then acting on it. 
So now we've covered different scriptures. Let's just look briefly. We've covered scriptures concerning healing specifically. I'm just going to read a few of them here. We're just going to read a few of them and then go on. But this is an example. There's many, many scriptures we could read. Um, you know, and there's different books on, on healing that we could go over. I mean, just uh, there's a book from, from Kenneth Hagin Ministries called Healing Scriptures. It literally is just healing scriptures. It's like all the healing scriptures in, in the Bible just going through in different areas. And then that is available on recording where Brother Hagen, you know, Kenneth E. Hagen Sr. is not, uh, he's gone to be with the Lord years ago. He's just reading them to you. And so you're just hearing the word, getting into, well, it's, that's God's medicine. We get it into us. To be able to act on it, we need to have it in us. So I'm just going to read a few scriptures here that um, talk about that it is God's will for us to be, or that, that, that we have healing. We, we've gone different, through different facets about this, but these are the type of things, just I want to read some of them in context here, that we would be familiar with. Isaiah 53, 4 through 5, or we want to become familiar with. It says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted, He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. So this, we we actually spoke about this specifically, about healing being in the atonement. This is talking about Jesus prophesying, the Messiah, that he would take our sicknesses uh, and diseases. Verse 4 says, Surely has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. That literally means... Uh, sicknesses and pains. In the Young's literal translation, verse 4 says, Surely our sicknesses he hath borne, and our pains he hath carried him. Who? The Messiah. This was prophesying about the Messiah. And so when we look back, and we'll look at a couple verses real quick, this is what Jesus did. It says he took our sicknesses, he bore our pain. So he's paid for them. Well, these are the type of things for, for faith to come in. We need to look at it look at the word, and get these into us and realize this happened. So when we, so previous messages, we've gone through scriptures and we're going to go through some instances of healing where it specifically says that uh, people were healed by faith. But this process, th- what we've taught on are, are uh, different truths concerning healing. We want to get those into us. Get that, that word is getting into us, so then faith comes by hearing, and now then we can act on that and receive healing by faith. Okay, so if we look at Matthew 8, verse 16, this is looking back at the verses that we just read. It says, When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word, and healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. So this is saying, Isaiah the prophet, what the words we just read. He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So it's looking back saying, this is what Isaiah was saying, and this is what Jesus is doing as he goes about healing people, it's saying that he was fulfilling this prophecy that, that the Messiah would take our infirmities, he would bear our sicknesses. 
uh, 1 Peter 2.24, it says, Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. They're talking about the stripes of Jesus, looking back, saying, by his stripes, we were healed. So these are the type of things that we need to get into our heart and know that it is God's will for us to, to be healed, that he wants us to receive healing, that we can be well and healthy. Galatians 3.13, one we mentioned before. It says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written... Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. It says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. The curse of the law included sickness and disease. You can look up Deuteronomy 28, and it says if you don't obey God, all these bad things are going to happen. And part of that is sickness and disease. But here it's saying that we've been redeemed. Christ redeemed us or made us free, made the payment so that we could be free from the curse of the law. So that includes sickness. So you could say Christ has redeemed us from sickness. So these are the type of things we put in us and then we act on those truths. And then if we know those, if we get these truths in us, get these truths into our spirit and we act on it, then we can receive healing by believing what God has said, what he's already provided. We can say, that is mine. Regardless, God, you show me the path. You show me how to act. You show me in my, you show me the victory plan for my situation, where my faith is, where I am, what I need to walk out. But uh, one thing I know is that you want me to be healed and I'm believing you now where I'm at. I'm trusting you and you start walking out healing and health in your own body. It's not a one time. It's not something that you come to God Say, ooh, I'd like to just get some healing and then go away from God. You just open the door for whatever was there to just come back. We want to walk with God. This, this is not a, you know, you don't, you don't go to God wants us to have everything he's provided, but there also is an enemy. And there is, a, Satan is an enemy. And we don't want to get, close enough to God, say, oh, I'm, I'm close now, I want healing, but then what? Healed so that I can go out and do whatever? We want to be healed so we can do the work of God. So our body works well. And we want to stay close to God and walk close to Him. We don't want to give place to the devil in any way. So this isn't a magic, you know, uh, spell or something where people just, well, just heal me. And then what? I can go just do whatever I want. It's not that God doesn't want us healed. He does, but we want to walk close to him. I'm not talking about works. We're just talking about if, if, if we want to be, why would you not want to be close to him? Because if you're walking over here, you're, you're giving place. If you're not walking with God, you're giving place to the enemy. Well, he, came, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So we don't want any of his stuff. So you want to walk close to God and just stay hooked up. You know, you get... You get, uh, when we get past something, like we said, we get past a sickness, you don't want to be like, oh, well, now I can go party again. No. I mean, it's like this. If, if you, uh, and we got we to gotta think about, there's, there's lots of facets to these things. You know, if there's something natural that we're doing that, that's causing a problem in our life, you can receive forgiveness and you can receive cleansing for that. 
you know, you can repent for being stupid. There is forgiveness for your past. But that doesn't mean we go and just repeat it. It'd be like, you know, if you hit your finger with a, a, a hammer, you know, or, you, you know, you're, you got your thumb there, you, you know, you start the hammer, but you keep your thumb close, and you miss, and you hit your thumb. Well, you can get your thumb back to normal, but if you hit it with the hammer again, you're going to go through that cycle. You can get healed again. The better thing to do would be to stop hitting your thumb with the hammer. And that's, so there are natural things like that. Walking by faith doesn't mean we just flush all normal, natural uh, wisdom away. God gave us a body, expects us to take care of it. Now, don't get legalistic about that. Walk with him, though. He'll show you what you do for your body. Everybody's body's different. We all know that. What, what diet works for somebody else, I'm talking about, you know, a, a diet, what you put into your body, your body's different than people, just than other people. Just uh, walk with God and, and let him. Yeah, there's some things that are, are natural input, but you notice that changes from time to time. So you need to know, you know, what is considered healthy now is wasn't before or vice versa. So be led by God. When we talk about walking by faith, it's a relationship. And that's what I'm trying to drive home to you just right now as we're going into this is don't, don't go away. You want to walk with God and believe God. I want my body to be health, healthy and whole. And I believe you promised it. Show me. Is there anything? Maybe it's something I need to tweak just in my diet. Could change everything. Maybe it's something, you know, you could go around in circles. And all it is is just something in your diet. Uh, and so he'll show you that. Well, how would you know that? You're close to him. I don't want to be far. I just want to walk close, with, close to you. I want to, I want to uh, if there's something I need to change, I, I just want to walk with you, but I'm just going to trust you, and I'm walking, and I believe it's your will. I know it's your will for me to be healthy and whole and strong. You know, we don't wear our bodies out. You know, your immune system is tied to uh, or, or is affected by what we do. And so we, we can't be foolish and just run everything down and then act like, well, but I'm going to be healed. That'd be like not changing the oil in your car for two years and driving, you know, 25,000 miles and then wondering why it breaks down. Well, I'm just going to believe that you would think, why don't you just follow the, the owner's manual? It's so much easier. Don't, we don't need to be stupid about it as Christians. No, there's faith, but faith does, is in isolation from natural laws. Trust God. Show him, yes, if you need strength in a certain situation, there's something you need to push through. Yeah, believe God, but maybe you shouldn't make it a habit. You know, we're supposed to get more than two hours of sleep a night. So anyway, there's different scriptures, and we want to walk through, through these things with him. Now let's look at a few scriptures um, I just want you to see now, there, there are so many scriptures then, our faith, how, what we believe is a way to receive health and wholeness. And so then there's, there's a number of scriptures, both in Acts and, and um, I'll read you one in Acts and uh, some in the Gospels where people were healed and specifically then it says, it was, it was directly Jesus says it's because of your faith or it's or it's inferred. It's because of, of, of your faith. Now, we could teach on each of these individually, like, you know, each session. We could just take one and break it down and talk about all the, the, the truths in each one of these. We're not going to do that now. We may at some time, you know. 
some point in the future. Not, not necessarily with this series, but may do that. But um, we're, we're not doing it for that reason. I just want you to see that receiving uh, healing by faith is, of course, in the Bible, but we see, we see this in, in specific instances. So it's not just a principle. You see people, the reason they're healed is because of faith. In other words, it wasn't just Jesus doing it on his own. God, Jesus actually says it has something to do with you, which is what we're talking about. Us believing God's word, initiating healing, and receiving it. Acts 14, verse 8. This is where Paul was preaching. So Paul's preaching something, and this must have included the idea that healing is part of the gospel because of what happened. In Lystra, it says, And in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb, who had never walked. This man heard Paul speaking. Paul, observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Stand up straight on your feet. And he leaped and walked. Now notice a couple things. Verse 8, it says he was a cripple from his mother's womb who had never walked. This guy has never taken a step. He's been crippled all his life. And he's hearing Paul speaking. This man heard Paul speaking, and then Paul, observing him intently, so Paul's preaching, and he sees him, and he's observing this man It says, and seeing that he had faith to be healed. So Paul is seeing this man has faith to be healed. So Paul could see something in the way he was acting that faith had come into this man's heart. It doesn't say that Paul saw that it was time to heal the man. It says that he saw that he had faith to be healed and said with a loud voice, stand up straight on your feet. Now notice, he has been a cripple from his mother's womb. He can't do this. Paul saw that he had faith to be healed. How did he have faith? He's hearing what Paul's saying. So evidently what Paul's speaking, the gospel, is including something that put faith in this man that he could be healed. Now, we have, we've seen some of the scripture. Thank God we have it written down. And we can see that, that Jesus was the Messiah, that he's the Christ, that, that he's paid for healing. So we can read this. You read it. You're hearing it preached right now. It's the same thing happening. When you read the word, you hear it, record it, whatever. You're hearing the word just like this man was hearing the word. Now faith comes by hearing, so faith, belief in that something is possible, is happening to this man. Paul sees that he believes something. This man cannot walk. So Paul says, he sees that he has faith, and now he tells him to get up. Well, the man has faith. He believes something, even though he doesn't have it, and he gets up. Well, he has to believe something to even try that. The guy has never done that. It's not like he did it a week ago and he just broke his leg and he can't do it. He's never done it. Ever. Paul is telling him to do something he never can do, but he had already seen. He believes something. The man acts on that. When he acts on that, strength came into his leg supernaturally. 
they were healed when they, they never, it was a miracle, he never could walk and he becomes well and he gets up and he walks. He leaps up and he walks. That's, he, he received that by faith. Paul saw that he had faith, he acted on his faith and he was healed. The supernatural, the power of God came into his body, corrected. I'm sure there's a medical definition for what, if they could have exa- if doctors of this day could have examined the man, they would say, you have this, you have that, this is why. He can't, you know, he's not, well, he's crippled, yes, but there's probably a, a medical term that they could have labeled it. It doesn't matter. The power of God corrected that condition. The power of God can override any condition. God's the creator. So anything that needs to be changed, anything that needs to be corrected in a human body, anything that would even need to be replaced, he can do it. He, he made the original. It doesn't matter. Some people, you know, they've had something removed in their body. And, and people have them recreated. That's a, that's a miracle. But God's in the miracle business. He's God. He's the creator. It'd be like you going to the car dealer you know, you need a part in your engine and you don't have it. The mechanic doesn't have it. And you go to the whoever, uh, you know, the, the, um, the dealer, of course, they get them from somewhere and be like, acting like there's no way they could fix your car and they would never be able to replace this part. They created the thing. They have an inventory of these parts. In fact, there's probably a whole shelf of the part you need. And in natural, we don't have any problem believing that. If you need a part, you go and get it fixed. Well, that's God is the creator. So if there's a part that needs to be fixed in our body, it's really not that hard to believe that he could do it. It should not be hard. I'm saying we can get, if we just start to think, the way we would think in some of these other areas, if you look at your body as just a machine that needs to be fixed, God knows how to fix it. He created it. He knows exactly. He's not, he doesn't have to run any tests. He doesn't have to diagnose anything. He doesn't have to rule out anything. He knows right now exactly what needs to be fixed, and he has the power to do it. See, faith is believing that that's true. He wants to do it. He can do it. He will do it. This man obviously believed that. And you talk about a hard case. This dude never walked. That's a hard case. He doesn't know how to walk. The fact that he jumped up and walked, he's never done it. Children need a little while to walk. He not only got healed, all the brain system and whatever, it just boom, he can walk. (laughs) Well, God can do that. And whatever case we're facing, he, he has no problem doing it. So what is faith? Believing, yeah, and that's for me, and I'm going to take that, and that's what I'm going to have. And it's that simple. All the other stuff is noise trying to get us, well, that's really hard. I mean, you know, this, you can't get a lot harder than what we're reading here. Just happened. And it says it's because he had faith to be healed. In other words, it wasn't special as far as that wasn't a move of the Spirit. That was him reacting to the Word. Let's read another one, Mark 5, 21. Now, this is a story. We'll read through it. There's actually two stories in parallel here. 
It says, Now when Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Well, that's not good. This man's dealing with everything that we would be dealing if this were the case for us. All the thoughts, all the pressure, all the fear is there in this man because his daughter is close to death. So he comes, comes to Jesus, begs him, said, my little daughter is at, lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed. See, he believes something. He's heard about Jesus, evidently. He's coming. Why is he coming to Jesus if he doesn't think Jesus can do something? And she will live. He says, come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed. And she will live. That's, that's his faith speaking. See, he believes something. In his case, he must have heard something about Jesus. He heard preaching. That's the word. See, our word is, we're hearing it now. That's way, one way. What are we quoting? We're quoting the written word of God. Jesus was the living word. And so we're hearing the word, whether you're reading it, you're hearing it on recording. That's the same process. That's how faith comes. So now you hear Jesus uh, is responding to him. Jesus went with him and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. So Jesus goes with him. So this man says, if you come with me, I, my daughter's going to be healed. Okay, so now hold that because then this is, there's another case that comes in, in the middle of this. There's two stories intertwined. Verse 25, now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years. So she has a problem with bleeding and it's been for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. So common story, right? So we may have health insurance today, but people go from doctor to doctor, try different things and is not getting any better, but just getting worse. Doctors can't fix everything. Thank God for medical science, but they don't know everything. There are things that they butt up and say, that's all we can do. We can't do anything more. This is the case, right? She's 12 years, spent everything, not any better, just getting worse. Verse 27, when she heard about Jesus, okay, she heard something. Now, we talked about earlier in the series about hearing the word of God, hearing and being healed, hearing that, the, that uh, Jesus is the will of God in action, saw these things. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. So she's heard enough that she says, if I can get to this man, if I can touch him, I'm going to be made well. She believes that when she has gone 12 years with the same problem, gone from physician to physician, spent all her money, is no better. But when she heard Jesus... And heard about him, she said, if I could touch him, that will be over, I'll be, I'll be made well. That's faith. She's believing something. And she's saying what she believes. She's saying this will happen. Verse 29, immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. So she touched him. Remember, she came up in verse 27. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. So she touched him. For she had said, if I touch him, I'll be made well. Verse 29. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up. That means her problem was healed. Whatever was wrong, it's healed. It's changed. 
and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? So Jesus, even though there's a crowd, this woman touched him and power went out from him and went into her and healed her. Verse 31, his disciples said to him, you see the multitudes thronging you and you say, who touched me? In other words, there's all kinds of people touching you. What are you talking about? Somebody touched me. Of course they're touching you. They're bumping into you left and right. Verse 32, and he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But you see, he's looking for something else. Somebody touched me with faith. Somebody believed something would happen when they touched me. And he felt that go out. That faith put a demand on the power of God to come out of Jesus, go into her body, and change it. And heal it. And that's exactly what happens. We go to God in faith. Whether you have hands laid on you, whether you're just reaching out, the hand of faith, or the faith is the hand which you, you reach out to God. You believe him, say, I, I believe that. I thank you. I receive my healing now. I say that I am healed. That causes the power to flow into your body and do this exact same thing. That's what happens. Verse 31, but the disciples, okay, so we read that his disciples are asking him what, you know, everybody's throwing you. Verse 32, and he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing that what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. In other words, told him, yeah, I touched you, I came in, this is the deal. Verse 34, and he said to her, daughter, your faith, everybody say, your faith. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your infliction. Well, we already said or saw that she touched him. That power came in. It healed her. Her, her blood, the, the source of the blood, dry, uh, the flow dried up. She was healed. And, and Jesus says it was your faith that did it. He didn't say, yeah, I did that. Enjoy. He said, you came. It was your faith. Go. You're healed. So that happens. And then verse 35, we go back to this other story. Remember the, the, the man who had the daughter that was at the point of death and came to Jesus and said, will you come lay hands on him? Remember, he was starting to go. And then this lady came up. And this happened. So now verse 35, while he was still speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house who said, your daughter is dead, why trouble the teacher any further? So Jesus was on the way to lay his hands on this, this girl. Some people came from this man's house and said, she's dead, give it up. You might as well not bother him. She's, she's gone. Verse 36, now we already said, you saw that this man came to Jesus and said, if you lay your hands on her, she'll be well. He, she, he believes something. He's putting a demand on Jesus. So verse 36, as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid, only believe. So he obviously, he believed something earlier. They come and say she's dead. Don't bother him anymore. Jesus turns to him and says, don't be afraid, only believe. Well, what is believing? That's faith. 
He's saying, don't stop believing. You stay in faith. Why does it even matter? If it's just going to... See, it's not unilaterally Jesus doing this. This man came to Jesus. This man came and said, I believe something. I believe you can do it. Come. And so she's coming. Or he had come. And now they're coming saying he's dead. The, the, the girl's dead. And he's saying, no, don't be afraid. Only believe. Verse 37, he permitted no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, to the, and the, uh, John, the brother of James. Verse 38, then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and saw a tumult outside and those who wept and wailed loudly. When he came in and he said, or then he, when he came in, he said to them, why make this commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. So everybody's mourning, everybody's crying. And he comes in and said, why are you making this commotion? The child's not dead, but sleeping. Verse 40, they ridiculed him. But when he had put them all outside, he took the father and the mother of the child and those who were with him and, and, and entered where the child was lying. So they take, he takes the mother and the father of the child and, and puts everybody else out and goes in where the girl was. Verse 41, Then he took the child by the hand and said to her, Talithi kumai, which is translated little girl, I say to you arise, immediately the girl arose and walked, for she was, on, she was 12 years of age. So she came back to life. Now Jesus, in the middle of that, the man came, said, I, I, I believe if you'll come and lay your hands on my daughter, she'll be healed. They came and said, the girl's dead. And Jesus said, don't be afraid, you just believe. The man obviously kept believing. Jesus came, laid his hands on her, told her to get up. She was healed. That's faith. See, he believed, he believed Jesus, but he, he had something to do with it. He's the one that initiated and believed Jesus, and Jesus came, and, he, and uh, she was healed. Now, we have some other ones that, you know, I believe we'll probably get back to these and um, go through some other ones just at this level. But you see, just, just from these that we're, we're seeing, there's a number of these where it shows this in action. People reaching out to God with the hand of faith and receiving. And this, these are not just stories. These are facts. These are things that have been done. That's the word of God. We have testimonies today in this day and age of the same thing happening. God has not changed his word hasn't changed. His intent for us in this area, in the area of healing, has not changed. So we can receive healing from him just the same way. It doesn't matter what it is. Amen?